0: Are the Titans improving on defense? And why was Mike Vrabel unhappy after the game? This is the Titans 10. We're talking that and much more. Let's go. Welcome into the first ever episode of the Titans 10. I'm your host, Easton Fries. I'm a writer and a broadcaster covering all things Titans and the NFL for BroadwaySportsMedia.com. This is the Titans 10 for September 28th, and we've got a lot of ground to cover in this pilot episode. So let's get into the week three recap. Well, the Titans improved to 2-1 and one this weekend, taking down their division rival, the Indianapolis Colts, 25-16, to 16, getting a win here against them at home for the first time in a couple years. It was far from a perfect showing for the Titans. There were a lot of positives and negatives to take away from this game. In terms of positives, on the defensive side of the ball, there were three players that really stood out as stars of the game. First of which linebacker david long jr he was getting a lot more play this week because starting middle linebacker jam brown was not out but very limited i believe he had 10 or less snaps on the day still trying to recover from an injury david was really flying around the field playing decisive and physical it was some of the best ball we've seen him play with the titans he led the team on sunday with eight tackles the second player was edge rusher Ola Adeniyi. I believe I'm saying that name right, but if I'm not, I apologize. I'll refer to him as Ola going forward because that's a lot easier to say. Ola was an undrafted free agent with the Steelers in 2018. He was signed by the Titans this March. He's gotten more opportunities to play with Bud Dupree being in and out of the lineup so far this year, and he's really made the most of them against the Seahawks last week, he only had two defensive snaps and one of them was the near safety sack of Russell Wilson In overtime really was a safety, but they called it down at the one that was his first sack of his career. And it was a massive one for the Titans against the Colts. This past week, he had four tackles, one and a half sacks and a tackle for loss. It would have been two and a half sacks, but one of them got wiped off the board because of a penalty in the secondary on the play. Regardless, Two and a half sacks through three games, one of which he didn't play and one of which he only had two snaps in, is an incredible start for an unlikely player, and he's really stepping up and playing fantastic. The third player that really stood out, and he stood out all season for the Titans, is Christian Fulton, second-year cornerback. He's the only Titans player, I think, who's played really well in all three games this season, and not only has he played well, but he's played really fantastic football, On Sunday, he had the top PFF grade for the Titans defense of 81, for what that's worth. I know some people aren't a huge fan of PFF. That's understandable. But he did grade out the highest in the game, and I think that that's warranted and deserved. On Sunday, he was targeted six times, allowing one catch for only five yards. So far this season, he has five catches allowed on 18 targets for 88 yards, and that includes the busted coverage in Seattle last week where Tyler Tyler Lockett torched the defense for a long bomb. That seemed to be a communication issue. That may or may not have actually been his fault, but it was attributed to him statistically. If you take that play out, He's only allowed four catches on 17 targets for only 20 yards. Those are pro bowl, all pro numbers to start his second year. Now, I understand it's still early. It's only been three games. You don't want to freak out and overreact, but it's been a fantastic start to what looks like his breakout season. His first season with the team as a rookie, really quiet, dealt with some injuries. This appears to be His breakout season, which will be massive for the Titans if it turns out that they have a cornerback one talent on the team on a rookie contract. In terms of negatives on the defensive side of the ball, Bud Dupree, star pass rusher, acquired in free agency from Pittsburgh, was not out there this week. He was active for the game, but apparently decided or was told by the training staff perhaps that he couldn't go he's still working through his acl tear recovery he tore it last november so he's less than a year removed from that injury and the subsequent surgery he wore a big wrap on his knee on the sideline for most of the game it's important for the titans to have bud down the stretch and i understand the concern about him not being out there i think it's not all that shocking To see a player, and we've seen this a lot this year, somebody that's dealt with an ACL tear coming back, running into some hiccups, some growing pains in terms of getting back up to speed. At this point in the season, it's only week three, it's definitely not time to hit the panic button on him. It'll be important to watch and monitor whether or not he continues to get up to speed as we enter the stretch of the season. But for the Titans, it's not all that shocking that he's not able to go full out just yet also a bummer on the defensive side rookie pass rusher Rashad Weaver was carted off the field in the second half with what ended up being a broken leg coach Vrabel confirmed afterwards that the rookie would be out for a while obviously when you break a leg whether or not you need surgery regardless you're going to be out for a while it's a real bummer for the Titans team he appeared to be especially early on in the preseason a real talented young developing player now he's going to be out that development will have to wait he will almost certainly not be a factor on this defense this season on the offensive side of the ball derrick henry had another solid showing 28 carries for 113 yards and three receptions for 27 yards catching the ball a lot more now shocking i know he actually is co-leading the team this season with 12 receptions He just turned in the best September of his career. For reference to last year, he has two less carries this season for roughly 35 more yards. That comes out to about a half yard more per rush, three touchdowns so far, which is one more than he had at this point last year, and over 100 yards receiving, which is many more than he had at this point last year. He's currently on pace for exactly... 2,000 yards rushing, and nearly 2,600 yards all-purpose, which would break Chris Johnson's NFL record for a single season if he continues at this clip. Now, in terms of sustainability, he's on pace for 460-some-odd carries, 500-plus-some-odd touches, including catches. I'm not saying he couldn't do it, but it would be very unwise for this Titans team to continue to ride him week in and week out they should and I think that they will pick and choose their spots to have him go out there and have 30 plus carry days but it's important I think to to keep tabs on what clip he continues to carry the ball at and whether or not he continues this record-breaking pace he's currently at Alright, now let's get into some post-game pressers. Channeling Bum Phillips, the Oilers legend put into the Titans' ring of honor on Sunday, Coach Vrabel said of the game in his locker room speech, quote, it ain't pretty, but it's beautiful. And that is what this game was. He was less than happy in his press conference after the game. Here's what he had to say about the turnovers in Sunday's matchup. I would say
1: almost impossible to be able to win that way you know we had a lot of contributions from guys uh that we normally you know that play for us but don't play you know quite as much and so i uh, proud of that but we have to take care of what we got to find a way to turn the football over too you know that that's another thing it's, it's hard to play you know that way and, and they're playing well and then third down and everything they're playing hard it's just it's hard to play defense with playing three games and getting one turnover
0: Coach Vrabel later said that Ryan Tannehill's first interception of the day on Sunday was thrown into a, quote, pep rally, which frankly is the truth. It was one of the worst decisions we've seen Ryan Tannehill make with the Titans coming into this weekend. Teams with a minus three turnover differential in a game, which the Titans were on Sunday, were 19, 202 and one in the last five years. Now, luckily for the Titans, that's now 20, 202 and one the turnover issue this team is currently dealing with is a significant one you can't Continue to have minus one, minus two, minus three, minus four turnover days in terms of differential and continue to win games. We saw the Chiefs have a, I believe, minus four turnover differential in their game against the Chargers this weekend, and they lost. Even the best teams will lose if you have big turnover differential games, and the Titans defense hasn't been able to turn the ball over to counteract the Titans offense giving the ball away. So it's going to be important for them to protect the ball better going forward if they want to continue to win. Now let's address the Julio Jones situation on Sunday, which was a strange one. Julio was taken out of the game late in the third quarter and didn't return. He was asked, Coach Rabel was, what happened after the game, if he'd gotten hurt or potentially benched. Vrabel didn't really say immediately. During his Monday press conference, however, Vrabel clarified that Jones had played well on Sunday and he was pleased with his performance. He went on to say this about the situation.
1: Uh, There hasn't been, other than one admitted, um, I would say, lapse in judgment in the first game, uh, which everybody would agree on, myself, the team, Julio. There hasn't been one situation um, where I um, was was disappointed. He's played physical. He came back, played great last week. <clears throat> when you say tight, Mike? The guys, he, he get it, the guys get tight throughout the game,
0: so. So what I'm hearing Coach Rabel say here is that he essentially decided not to risk Julio getting injured by leaving him in any longer. He already had his co-star wideout out of the game. He was bearing a lot of the brunt of attention in terms of the receiving game. And Coach Rabel's confident enough in the other receivers to get the job done against this Colts team in the later stages of the game. That's a real vote of confidence for the depth guys in that wide receiver room. Finally, let's briefly address Taylor Lewan. He spoke to the media after the game and explained what happened last week. He said in warm-ups before the Seattle game, he heard a pop in his knee. He got with the trainers. They decided he had to sit out until they could do imaging to see what was going on. Now, luckily, early in the week everything turned out all right then tests all came back negative things were still intact it ended up being a false alarm and that's why he was able to return to practice immediately practice all week before the colts game and play in the colts game thank you so much for listening in if you enjoyed the show please rate review and subscribe listen i know every show you've ever listened to has asked you to do that And you don't, I get it. I'm guilty too, but not every show you listen to is brand new and trying to get off the ground. Like we are, it'll help us so, so much. So please go rate and review and subscribe actually go do it. Thank you in advance. We love a good grassroots effort over here at the Titans 10. And I know you've got a bunch of friends and family who follow the Titans. I know you do. So please send them this show. And don't just tell them about it. Share the show with them over text. Send it to them. Tell them how much they need it in their lives, because of course they definitely do. All press conference audio in this episode is from TennesseeTitans.com, so thank you to them for providing those for us. Follow me at Easton Freeze and the show at the Titans 10 BSM. That's at the Titans 10 BSM, as in Broadway Sports Media. Over on Twitter to keep up with all of my football coverage and get show updates. And make sure to check out me and my talented colleagues over at BroadwaySportsMedia.com for all things Tennessee sports. We've got a great team of writers as well as a great podcast network with new content five days a week for you to consume. That's going to do it for today. I'm Easton Freeze and this has been the Titans 10.